This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The importance of the saying, no man is an island, has been proved to be the reason why many of us need to make a collective effort in the bid to achieve professional success. For many individuals that have succeeded in their career, the causes have largely been contributed to the strong networking channels they have created over time. So I keep big faith in saying it's not just important. What do you know? But whom you know creates all the difference in your life. Sachdeva, your host at Trending Daddy Show. Your journey to connect with ideas, stories, experiences, and people and get a deeper understanding of the world around you starts now. Today, I'm connected to Luke Joy. You may recognize Luke from his appearances on Fox Business, Fox News, CNBC, Yahoo Finance, Bloomberg, and even more. His expertise has been sought by publications like New York Times, Peron, CNBC News. many magazines walks and many more he prides himself on being an extremely well informed investment advisor and wealth manager guiding clients and people in general towards their financial goals through retirement planning portfolio returns and what not so you could also consider there is no better investment than your relationships your network which somewhere described in a tweet in this episode let's discuss all the networking and how you can do it effectively even if you're an introvert tune in so first of all thank you so much luke for being on the show it's pleasure to have you and thank you so much for getting the time and be here with us Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. You know, um, you know, I, I'm very you know, passionate about a couple things, and I think we're going to hit on some of that stuff today. But you know, I, I'm really appreciative for you to have me on, and um, I'm excited for a discussion today. Mm-hmm. Indeed, and you know, as uh, as the ritual goes on our podcast, first I'm always curious to know uh, why you do what you do. So, how this journey began, or what are you, why you're doing, how you're bringing value to the world. Yeah, sure. So that's kind of a loaded question, right? So I can go a lot of different ways with that. Um, one of the biggest things for me um, is I had a teacher back in high school um, that came into class around 8 a.m. before he went to his real job, which he worked in finance as well. And he kind of you know taught us about the power of compounding and making your money work for you, and you know what money can provide people. And I've always kind of been obsessed with. 
um, you know, the concept of money, not necessarily, you know, I'm not saying making money. I've always been obsessed with the concept of how money flows throughout the economy, right? How money creates jobs, how money creates innovation, because money really isn't money. It's capital, right? It's capital allocated somewhere else. And that was always fascinating to me. All the things that money can create um, and, and make the world a better place, right? So I really, you know, focused on studying the flow of money and how money creates jobs, how money flows throughout the economy, and um, you know, that's kind of what I focused on growing up, um, all through high school, all through college, and coming out of college, I was very, you know, able to con- connect with a lot of people, um, you know, network with a lot of people, and that kind of opened up my eyes to what is out there and how I can impact, you know, people's lives, which is very fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And uh, also somewhere you also shared one insight about, you know, money where we, we had the saying goes by like, you know, uh, your network is your net worth. So as the topic goes for this episode, uh, so what do you think? At what extent do you find this particular saying correct? And what's your perspective on the scene? I, I think it's a hundred percent accurate. Now, that being said, the, everyone you know says a saying that it's all about who you know and not what you know. Well, that that's that's pretty accurate, but it's not fully accurate, right? Because you gotta you gotta absolutely understand your field and understand your niche. You gotta understand exactly what you're talking about. But I completely agree with that statement in regards to you know networking provides you opportunities, right? Those opportunities will, you know, indirectly or even directly provide you monetary value down the road, right? Because, you know, I always say this, I had somebody ask me, I think it was, you know, maybe a week ago, you know, he's an 18 year old about to graduate high school. And he asked me, um, you know, Luke, if you had to give me one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? I said, focus on one thing that you're good at and stick with that one thing, right? Um, Because, there's so many people out there that try to be a jack of all trades and do thousands of different things, right? If you're a jack of all trades, you know the saying, jack of all trades, master of none, right? If you focus on one thing and become that expert in one thing, that's how you impact people the most. And that's also how you provide monetary value for you, you know, money for you down the road as well, the most, right? And, and the thing is with networking, you know, when we talk about your network is your net worth. The thing is about networking is that if you network the right way and you find those people that do one thing the best, you can allocate your resources to that one person to do whatever job you you want done, whether it's, you know, divide, let's say you, you want to design an application, you know, like a, a software, you know, if you find the best programmers out there to do that one application, that's what they're good at. You're able to allocate your capital to that job. They do it right for you. And then therefore you provide monetary value for you down the road if the app is successful, right? So mm-hmm. it's all about filling those voids and finding those people that fill those voids and that are the specialists in that area, right? Um, because there's people out there that are great at what they do. You just got to find them. Got it. Makes sense. And uh, so somewhere I really believe this thing, you know, uh, that one should focus one thing at a time. Uh, but to find that one thing, one need to, you know, came across with lots of path. You know, I'm not saying that you need to be the jack of all trade, but somewhere that I think it happened to me personally. You have to just came across and you have to just experiment lots of things to get that one thing. I don't know, maybe. 
So, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of different ways you can go about networking, right? And, and trying to find out one thing. Everyone's different in regards to that. But the thing is, when you network, you find opportunities maybe that you couldn't find or didn't know that even existed, right? So, like, I always make it a goal for me to go out and meet, you know, three to four new people every single week. And I'm talking about three to four you know, new people professionally, right? I go out, you know, on the weekends, I'll go to a restaurant, I might go to a bar, I might run into 10 to 15 new people there. Like I'm, I'm always networking, I'm always trying to, you know, I, I always, I, I perceive, you know, people are interesting to me. People are very interesting, their stories, where they've been, where they're at now, where they're going, what their goals and objectives are. Um, so I make it, you know, prominent in my life, in my everyday life, in my every week, you know, set up, you know, how it's set up, um, how it's organized to go out there and just meet new people because you never know where those relationships are going to go. You know, mm-hmm. I, I look back to, you know, where, what changed my life? If I had to go back to one moment, it was my internship, you know, at CNBC um, in New York City. And how I got that internship was, you know, I approached college differently than most people approach college. Most people approach college as, you know, going there and, um, you know, trying to study and, and try to educate themselves the most. They don't do anything else besides being in the books, right? I approached it totally differently. I went to network. I went to meet people, right? Not necessarily to, you know, I was a good student. I think I graduated with a 3.7 GPA or something, right? So I graduated magna cum laude. Like I was a good student, but, you know, I, I made it prominent in my everyday life to join organizations and get involved. And one of those ways was being the student body president Mm -hmm. and being a student body president allowed me to be on the board of trustees. Mm -hmm. When I was on the board of trustees, I met one guy named Nikhil Diogan and Nikhil Diogan uh, was editor in chief of CNBC. And I met him my sophomore year. And he said to me, Luke, you know, if you ever need anything, like, let me know, like, like, let me know if you ever need anything, feel free to reach out. I'm like, Nick, I appreciate that. My junior year of college came around. I didn't have an internship lined up yet. And I reached out to Nick. I said, Hey, Nick, I'm looking for a great opportunity out of you know college or, or internship opportunity. Could, could you help me out? And Nick said, Nick said, I wish you would have reached out a week before because our internship window closed. I'm like, well, oh crap, I'm not going to get this internship. He emails me a week later and says, I pulled some strings and I got you in. Again, the power of knowing people, right? If I wouldn't have known him, if, if I like try to get a CNBC internship, I wouldn't have got it. But since I knew Nick and he liked me, he got me in. So now I went to New York City. I, I interned at CNBC. I met all kinds of people coming on TV. Um, I worked at the stock exchange at, at, on the floor. I networked my butt off there to, to meet new people. And the people I met, I mean, it's still impacting me to this day. I still stay in touch with so many people that I met. And eventually what happened was, one of the persons I met there was Mark Tepper, who was going to CNBC four times a week. And that actually led me up to Cleveland, where I'm at now. So the power of networking, just knowing people leads you to different places, and you never know where that's going to be. But the more people you have, the more people you talk to, the more opportunities you have. Interesting. Um, but somewhere, you know, I really appreciate things. And somewhere, I really agree because I even landed in my first job somewhere like that. Where I didn't, you know, went for any interview. I was just staying uh, in a, a PG, in a pain guest place. And I, I just had a good interaction with a person who was CEO of another company. And he really liked me, the kind of work I was doing as a freelancer or something. And said, sure. will you work for, with, with me? I said, why not? I, I was anyways looking for the job. And like, 
okay that was that simple i didn't have to show any my resume or something it was just you know uh, the bond that we had created or something like that and even for my job or maybe the freelancing work whatever you know i have been doing till the time so i think that something goes by me also and i i i yeah. live this rule i guess Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right, right? When somebody likes you, they'll go out of their way to work with you in some way, and you never know when you're going to utilize that connection, right? So, like, I always use the example, like, you know, if I have an issue around my house, let's say I I I have an electrical problem, I'm not going to try to fix the electrical problem myself, right? Because if I try to fix it myself, I'm probably one going to probably kill myself because I'm going to shock myself and I'm going to get electrocuted, or two. Um, it's going to cost, I'm going to mess it up even more. It's going to cost me more money in the end. So I'm just going to go right out there and find an electrician to fix that issue for me. And the best part is if you know somebody that fills that void, you don't got to go around and shop around. You don't got to go with somebody you don't even trust. If you already know somebody there that does that job well, and you trust them, life is a lot simpler that way, right? So again, I always try to make it prominent to go out there and fill every single void in my life or every single thing in my life that I don't do great and try to replace that with somebody that does do it great. Right. Cause that makes my life easier, makes my life better, makes my life simpler. Right. Mm-hmm. Indeed. You can't do everything by your own self. Like it, it's uh, somewhere I really don't give by, you know, have a one man army. If you have the army of lots of people, why not? Exactly. But the only way you can do that is if you go out of your way to meet these people. Right. So if you're not trying to make an effort, you're not going to meet the right people. And and that's why, like, if I had advice for a lot of people out there, it'd be go explore around, go to new cities, go out to the new restaurants, go out to a bar, just talk with people. Like, I, I get it's intimidating. I used to be very introverted. Right. <laughs> so right. I, I used to like now you would never tell because I talk too much. But back in the day growing up, I never talked. I stayed to myself. Um, I didn't get out there, didn't put myself out there. Um, but then I saw like the power of networking, the power of knowing people. And I, I, I got outside my comfort zone. I just try to make new friends. And that taught me a lot about people, how to interact with people. And that's why now, you know, I'm able to meet the people I want to meet because, you know, I've kind of tuned up those skills over the past decade. Right. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, also, but when, you know, it, comes to introvert like you know sleeping an introvert and waking up like just an extro- uh, extrovert it's not it's not very practical and possible so since there's a no one style fits for everyone uh, so let's say for me probably uh, being into the meetings you know business meetings or just going to some random events work well uh, i'm not very a uh, you know comfortable person at bar for yeah. people parties weddings work like amazing for network even in the relationships or something like that so so what do you think uh, that how one can determine that particular style for themselves um, like especially for the introverts like i know extroverts are anyways just go and jump into the thing but when it comes to into- introvert what do you think what will you suggest that how they can find their perfect style how they can find their perfect place or whatever it looks like when it comes to the effective networking that's a great question and again I, this is kind of what i was alluding to too is like i was an introvert i understand it because i i grew up basically almost as an introvert but i came out of my shell and what i would say is a lot of it comes down to you just again putting yourself out there but just being confident in yourself right being confident that 
you know, a lot of people that are introverts that, 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 you know, what I, what I felt when I was growing up was that I felt like that I, I, if I was to interact with people or, or if I was to go out with people, I would just get exhausted mentally very quickly. Right. Um, and the saying is, is that if you're an introvert, you wake up with, you know, five, five coins, every person you talk to throughout the day, you get a coin taken away. Right. And then eventually when you're down to zero coins, you're completely burnt out. Right. Extroverts on the other hand, wake up with zero coins and every person they talk to, they get one coin in return. So that's the same because it, I like saying that because it kind of alludes to how introverts and extroverts work, right? When extroverts go out there, they get enjoyment out of talking with people. When introverts go out, they, 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 they get taken down essentially every person they talk to until they're completely burnt out, right? So what I would say is, you know, when it comes down to confidence, in kind of talking with people and being comfortable with talking with people. Um, And number two, it comes down to um, changing your mentality and changing your attitude on, on, on perspective. And you kind of have to force yourself to do so because naturally we're born certain ways, right? I get, I get, it's uncomfortable for introverts to go out there and talk with people, but if you can try to just slowly change your mentality and attitude, you can slowly work your way up to having more coins. Cause like I said, most introverts wake up with five coins and go down to zero. If you kind of wake up with, you know, and organize your day to meeting people and you slowly work your way up to not becoming so exhausted, you start waking up with maybe six coins and seven coins, then eight coins. You don't get burnt out as quickly. So you got to slowly change that attitude, slowly change that mentality and try to work it into your everyday life. I get it. It's hard, but it's possible. I did it. <laughs> I like this coin strategy though. Yep. I do too. That's why I always use that when I'm talking about the subject, because somebody actually told me that before. I'm like, I'm going to use that. I'm going to keep on using that. That shows you're a perfect man of finance. <laughs> <laughs> right? And shows yeah. that, you know, I'm all about networking because a lot of the stuff I've learned and a lot of the stuff I, you know, I talk about a lot of the, the, the ways we, we learn in general as humans, it's through other people, right? So I know I'm talking a lot right now, but one of the things I've learned is to just shut up and zip your mouth. <laughs> like when you're out talking with people, let them talk. You know what I mean? I, I agree. Recently, I've been just creating one course around the communication. And, you know, when it comes to listening, I have just put one whole module in the importance of listening and how we as individuals are lacking too much. And when I've been yeah. listening, I think you and me are saying listening. It's not just about hearing you and me watching each, each other. It's, you know, deeply connecting and truly respecting what you are saying and understanding right. from your perspective. That's what we call listening, actually. Right. That's why we've got two ears and one mouth, right? <laughs> well, this is the fourth time I'm listening to this. I think all the great leaders knew that. And I What's that? appreciate this particular line, you know, we have two ears. Two ears, one mouth. It's true. Yeah. But, <laughs> same- but again, like you, like you mentioned, though, most people don't truly listen. Like they might not be talking, but are they truly, really listening to what people are saying? Because again, part of networking and part of talking with people is trying to connect others, right? Here's, here's the other thing real quick. It's like the more you give, one of the, it's almost, this is almost a selfish way of people kind of going about life, but it's, it's very true though. It's the more you give, the more you receive, because the more you give people like you more, people will go out of their way to help you out. Right. So if you're going out of your way to connect others, you know, listening to what somebody else has to say, and then you're like, Oh, I talked to somebody two weeks ago that, 
you know, need, has a problem that you can help solve. You introduce those two people, they're going to be having you in the back of their head when something comes up down the road of an issue that you can help with, and they're going to reach out to you, right? So again, it's about connecting others too. It's not just about you going out and connecting with people. It's about connecting others out there, um, which will eventually indirectly help you. I agree. I am going to apply in my life. Don't know about my list. <laughs> okay. And also when it comes to, you know, professional networking, um, because somewhere you have used this word effective uh, networking a lot uh, and finding the right people. But personally, if I say about my thing, you know, probably I just came across with 100 people in a day and lots of people, whether it's about business events, parties and anything. And because of the, you know, the limitation as we carry, I, I probably I can't keep, you know, very close relationship with 20 people at a time or 30 people at a time. At the same time, I know that, you know, these 30 people are not really fine for my professional, not going on any human level or anything. But when it comes to the right connection, how do you think that, you know, people can figure out that right connection or they can find that intuition? Okay, probably this person, we can have a, you know, long connection or maybe whether it's about the business, into relationship or anything, how we can get that intuition for the right people. So there's a couple of ways Um, in today's world. Well, it's actually pretty easy, much easier than it used to be because mm-hmm. tools, you know, h- how do we connect, Priya? LinkedIn. Exactly. So LinkedIn is a great tool for a lot of people to use that people didn't have, you know, 15 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, LinkedIn, what I do every single week is I, if I'm trying to connect with a certain group, I'll research that group on LinkedIn and I'll follow and connect with people that I want to connect with, right? And then eventually what happens is either I'll reach out to them or since I'm posting content, you know, three, four or five times a week on LinkedIn, they'll like, they'll, they'll maybe eventually see it over a couple months and like my content and then reach out to me, right? So you have that working for you. And then also by putting yourself out there and joining organizations, I mean, there's like young professional organizations. There's like community service organizations, right? There's hundreds of different people usually involved in those organizations. And usually you have people from all different backgrounds. You have all kinds of different fields, all kinds of different professions. So again, just putting yourself out there, getting involved in different organizations and using social media the right way. Anyone can use social media. Anyone can go on LinkedIn, connect with random people. But if you're not doing it the right way, it's going to take a lot longer to build the network you want. But if you Start thinking strategically about who you want to target, who you want to connect with, who you want, who might be able to help you and who you might be able to help too on both sides. You know, it's give and take. Networking, you know, is, it's all give and take. It's not, you can't just be one-sided. You can't just go out and expect people to, 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 to do something for you without you doing something for them. It's got to be mutual opportunities, right? But LinkedIn, social media, it's a powerful tool. If you try to find that niche, if you try to find the people you're connecting with and reach out to them. LinkedIn, actually, this is something I've been my personal story. You know, LinkedIn has helped me a lot because when I started my podcast, I remember just connecting with people, whether it's going to be Instagram as well. Sometimes it's going to go with personal reference, but lots of, uh, you know, uh, whether it's about connecting with the audience and even inviting guests, finding new people, interesting, you know, in uh, interesting careers came a lot yeah. from LinkedIn. So you're right. And there are lot, lot many tools. You never know, you know, what can turn out what for you. So, yeah. Right. You, but you, you got to be strategic about it, right? You can't just, 
you know, you can't just randomly follow, you know, hundreds of people every single week and expect something out of it. Right. And you got to, like, and the other part of it, you know, I didn't really allude to too much was content, right. You got to make sure that you're engaging people with your profiles and with your, with your content and what you're producing. Right. If you're not trying to engage people, they're not going to reach out to you. Right. Right. Okay. And when it comes to, you know, because you also belong to the world of finance, you're also someone who is uh, from the world of numbers. Uh, so what do you think? What is the one financial advice you would love to give to, to the listeners? The easiest financial advice I can give to anybody is to just start planning out what you want out of life, what you want financially, your financial goals, and be consistent. I mean, that's, that's the two biggest things. Make sure you have some sort of idea, some sort of plan, and be consistent to try to meet those objectives, right? The key is to just start. I mean, that's, it's the simplest thing in the world um, to say, but it's the hardest thing to do because we live our day-to-day life. We want to, you know, I, I, I use this reference. Back in the 1980s, um, before the 1980s, um, most people drove one car. They went out to eat maybe, maybe once a week, maybe once a month, right? They went on one vacation a year. That's how people live their life because people were a lot more you know, savvy. They saved a lot of money back then, right? They yes. put money away for their retirement. They um, put money in their checking and savings account for an emergency fund. Nowadays, with social media, and everyone kind of posting their best life all the time. Everyone seems to be trying to keep up, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone's trying to buy two cars. They're trying to go on five vacations a year. They're going out to eat two to three times a week, right? I'm not saying that you're not able to do that. If it works for you, if that's you know in your budget, like for sure do that, right? But most people, they don't think about 10, 15, 20, 25 years in the future. They don't want to think about starting saving, investing now. They want to think about that 20, 30 years down the road. And in reality, time goes by very, very quickly. And the younger you start, the earlier you start by just start saving money, start investing money into the market. That future value of money is, is significant, right? So be consistent, start early. That's how you're really going to impact your situation the most over time, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And you know, this is something you know, I have seen. Uh, like I remember my parents era when they talk about, you know, saving, it's much different what, you know, even I do as a Zen Z, what I do and, you know, my circle do. So some of the perspective around the money has you know, uh, change a lot what we see in millennials and Gen Zs. They're just not about saving. I think probably somewhere it's improving, especially if I talk about my country, India, the investment rate had somewhere, you know, is increasing. So they are trying to also cope up with the technology, whether the crypto sure. so stock, because everything comes handy. Like you don't have to be in a straight line for, you know, uh, to put your money in the stock market. It's just, you have to be simple, use some app and just love it. educate yourself and do it. Well, the key is a lot of people, you don't want to be working your entire life, right? Exactly. You don't want to be 75 years old, 70 years old, working a job, right? No. You, you're essentially some of the, it's all give and take. Life is about giving and taking. It's always about um, balance. It's always about whenever you put time and effort one area, you're taking time and effort away from one other area, right? So the trade-off is essentially you're being a little bit, just a little bit, just a little discipline now. You're just taking a little bit of money, 
putting it away, investing it right now, being consistent with it and understanding the plan for lots of reward down the road, right? You don't want to be working at 70. You don't even want to be working maybe at 65, right? If you start in your 20s, maybe, you know, or in your, in your 30s, then you're able to set yourself up for success, you know, 20, 30, 40 years down the road. I know that seems like a long time, but, you know, I, I've talked with a lot of people. I work with a lot of retirees. I look, work with a lot of, you know, high net worth business owners that are in their 50s, you know, 60s. And one of the biggest common things I hear is just how fast time flies by, right? So it's going to be here before you know it. Um, just start planning for it, right? Indeed. And just, just, just be a little bit more specific around the same because something this is very, you know, uh, a topic I'm curious to know about. And I think this is something that lots of, uh, you know, people from my age struggle with. Uh, so let's say one, you know, one person earns 5,000, another person earns 50,000, another person earns 5 lakh a month. So how do you think that what percentage of, you know, uh, investment they should put out and what is the right way of initializing it? Let's let's understand from a very beginner's perspective who really do not know the world of investment. So what do you think? Which is very risk, you know, uh, not very much into the risk, but yeah, they're, they're playing a bit safe. So what do you think that how they can uh, contribute that 5,000 from a student perspective, two fifty thousand to five lakh to even five crore. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so every situation is going to be different, right? But what I will say is, everyone's got two things going on that's the same. They have what's coming in and what's going out, right? Those numbers are different, but everyone's got something coming in and something coming out, right? You've got to fill those basic, obviously, living expenses. You know, your housing, your food. Like, I, I get that, right? But whatever's left over, like so many people either spend all of their money, which, you know, you got to, if you do spend all of your money, you got to create some sort of budget. So you have something left over at the end that you can put towards something, right? Or if they don't spend their money, they just put it in their checking and savings account. And putting your checking and savings account makes a lot of sense to have, you know, three to six months of emergency reserves. But once you get past maybe three months of expenses or six months, if you're, you know, want to become more comfortable with that, you should invest almost the majority of that money, especially if you're in your twenties and thirties, right? So one of the easiest ways to, you know, if you do have money safe and you're putting away, um, one of the easiest ways to get started is, is the stock market. I mean, you know, so many people are talking about all these crazy different types of investments now. They're talking about cryptocurrency. They're talking about NFTs. They're talking about you know, trading options on the stock market, which is like a 401 level when people haven't even started at the 101 level, right? So my advice would be just start being consistent, putting money into the stock market. And one of the easiest ways you can do that is to buy the S&P 500 and buy the NASDAQ. If you put money away in those two things, if you're starting out, you're going to be setting yourself up for success down the road because the stock market over time, you know, generates between eight to, you know, eight to 10% a year on average. Right. Mm -hmm. So you want to throw the two ETFs. I always you know, refer people to, if you want to use um, or start investing money into the stock market and you don't want to be, you know, looking at it every single day and trading the stock market, if you just want to be consistent yes. with it, um, SPY, which is the S&P 500 ETF and QQQ is the uh, NASDAQ ETF. Throw it into those two funds Keep on being consistent, dollar cost average in, meaning you're buying consistently into the funds. And then that's one way you set yourself up for success down the road. And then also real quick, if your employer has a 401k, make sure you take advantage of that 401k or that retirement savings plan. It's going to reduce your taxable income while also going to give you tax deferred growth. 
Right. So it's all about, you know, uh, if someone is just starting out, rather than just going with the fancy names, it's better to start with the stock market uh, because anyways, it's compounding. And, uh, you know, to understand it won't take much of the time, at least for the, for the sake of investment. So you're right. Some people like me that I'm not very, you know, I'm not someone who is good with the numbers. So somewhere I, I, in my, even the worst dream, I can't think of trading, like sitting at the computer all day and just trade. So for me, like, even if I'm say, saving 10,000, 5,000, whatever it is, just put it into the stock or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, you don't have to be good with numbers. And that's mm-hmm. the thing most people like think about. You got to be great with numbers to invest in the stock market, but that's not true. With today's technology and today's the way the stock market and the investing world set up is that you don't have to be you know, great with numbers at all. You don't even have to be very knowledgeable. If you just know kind of how the system works and you, you know, invest consistently into, like I said, the SPY and the QQQ, which is the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ, you're going to be set up good down the road, right? And you don't have to even do anything. You just got to set in automatic buys essentially to those two funds. Indeed. And even for the people who really don't want to be in the stock, just be networking. Be networking. Yeah, sure. I mean, again, if you, you could find somebody like, you know, financial advisor, you could find somebody that you're connecting with that has these kind of tips, right? That might have a better idea. Like it's just no, knowing people listening to them, truly listening and try and understanding what they have to say and learning from them. Like it's, it provides you a lot of growth and a lot of value. Indeed. And just before ending this, uh, there's a one thing that I'm always curious to know from my guest, Luke. Uh, what is the one trend that you want to see more evolving in the new world? Or I should say one trend that you want to see more embraced in the new era. Um, that's a great question. And what I will say is I think the trend is exactly the opposite of what's been happening in the past 15, 20 years. I would like to see a reversal of the trend of social media and people being on their phones all the time. Because that's one of the things that, again, when we're talking about networking, right? If you're doing, if you're constantly on your phone, just you know, using your phone to scroll through Twitter, so you know, Facebook, whatever it be, constantly on your phone texting people. That's one way you, you need to utilize that in today's world to network and be efficient at it. But too many people rely heavily on their phone and rely on social media. There's one. There's one thing that's no substitute for networking and, and, and talking with people. It's going out to somewhere, shaking hands with somebody and looking them in the eyes, right? There's no substitute for that. There's Zoom meetings don't do, do, do that well, right? I mean, it's just, you can't shake somebody's hand through a Zoom meeting. It's hard to be personable in a Zoom meeting. Like technology is not completely 100% efficient, right? When you make those connections with people you want to meet or, or talk to, you want to meet them in person, right? So a trend I'd like to see happen is people start getting away from their phones a little bit more and technology a little bit more and go back to that person-to-person interaction because so many people, Gen Zs, millennials, I'm a culprit, a culprit of it myself. Like we are always wrapped up in our phones. You know, so many people don't look people in the eyes anymore. They don't give a firm handshake. Um, if you want to get ahead with the right networking opportunities, you got to do be able to do that stuff and know how to do that stuff. And so many people just don't know how to anymore. Got it. Makes sense. And, you know, somewhere I, I really, some, I'm someone who really liked this as, as a podcast creator. 
I really love to just connect with my people, but because of you know the uh, this lackness of really going to your place, like it's really hard to put at the team at the time now because of the lack of the team and everything, man. With uh, I really can't come to US, so you can't come to India just for the single episode. So I think this really pinches me, except the part that I'm you know talking to you, and it's wonderful. So I think I'll wait for you to come to India and just shake hands, and we are going. I I absolutely will. I've got a couple of buddies in India. Um, one's going back next month, actually. So who knows? I might make a trip out there. I think my one buddy just got engaged um, out there. So uh-huh. maybe, maybe I'll have a wedding out there. Maybe we can meet down there then, right? So definitely, um, definitely. I appreciate you having me on. I really do. And, and people, you know, everyone listening, you know, feel free to send me a connection on LinkedIn, on Twitter, you know, Instagram, whatever it be. Again, I'm, you, you've heard how much I believe in networking and connecting with people. Would love yes. to connect and network with anybody that's listening. Definitely, yeah. and if anyone wants to, you know, know your personal handle or whatever thing, I'll just put it over Spotify up where you're listening. Or you can just DM me at the Instagram page of Training Diary, and that's it. Thank you so much, Luke. Luke, it's wonderful to have you. I think uh, I just had one of one of the amazing conversation, and from after this episode, particularly, I'm going to network better effectively. I hope our listeners too. So, thank you so much for your wisdom. Thank you, Priya. I appreciate it. Looking forward to maybe doing this again down the road. Thank you, beautiful people, for listening. I hope you get some value today. And if you have some idea, concept, or story to share, do DM us at the Instagram page of Trading Diary. And I hope you will network better. Believe me. And people start noticing you, it opens the door for newer opportunities. Business and career-minded individuals who have networked over time have been able to expand with minimal effort because of the avenue of new opportunities open to them through networking. Opportunities like meeting the right clients or even meeting with people that are superior to your career path. It could be a stepping stone that could, you know, change your life for the better or maybe the best. And after the, this episode particularly, I'm going to network better. You too. And I will see you soon in the next episode. Till then, stay tuned and do not forget to follow and subscribe our YouTube channel where we are going to put up some snippets and some amazing vlogs which are available for you. So, till then, stay tuned. I'll see you soon with another great story, another great failure, another amazing person. Bye bye and God bless us. <laughs>